Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. A bit of a somber note to start the show. It would appear that my secondary podcast, my other show, I have a few, but I have two that I really quite like. This being the number one, welcome to my flagship show, ladies and gentlemen. But sadly, my secondary show, Becoming the Free with a good friend of mine, Tony, has surprisingly been pulled off of our hosting platform. I don't want to go into too much detail simply because I'm appealing it right now and they've got ears and eyes everywhere, I'm assuming. And I don't want to run the risk of not getting it back. But to those of you who listen to that show, uh, all of the episodes are saved uh, and they will be uploaded at some point. Secondarily, if this show were to go down, just know that we're gone for at best a week, maybe two. And then we will be re-uploaded somewhere else. There may be some sort of something that we have to look into or do a search for. I don't exactly know because I don't know if they're going to let me re-up with the same name that pulled me down. Uh, and what I mean by that is I was shopping around for new hosts for the secondary podcast and I came across uh, Transistor.fm, which I will call out. Uh, and I screenshotted the conversation to which they flat out said, we do not want your content on our hosting. Um, and that to me was weird because I have opinions, obviously, and they aren't necessarily the opinions that go along with the mass media. But at the end of the day, on both podcasts, this and Becoming the Free, we preach freedom. We preach waking up. We preach seeing past the bullshit. So it's only fitting that they took it away from me uh, and Tony, but at the same time, we're going to be back and it's going to teach us obviously how to overcome this bullshit. And just like when I got banned from love, banned for life from Twitter, it's just a fucking, it's a, it's a badge of honor. Now you've spoken something, you've said something, you've done something with your life to the point where they want to stop you and whoever they are, whoever the mass system is that's out there stopping and quashing people is is coming to an end. And if that means everything's coming to an end, if that means we're going to get our blackouts, if that means all this bullshit that they talk about is going to happen, is going to happen regardless. Your mission, my mission, our mission is to embrace what we have, embrace what we can do and accelerate everything we need to accelerate in our lives and in our immediate surroundings to create a ripple effect. And if that show never comes back, I'm really proud of what we did. The likelihood of it never coming back are nuts because I'm at the I'm steering the ship here, so I'm going to bring that right back up to the top. 
but it is a weird time. It's a weird time, and I don't want to lose this show. Uh, I'm not going to be too upset if we do. Well, I am going to be upset, but at, like at the same time, I also know that I'm going to be in control enough to get it back, to get the show back, to get everything back up and running, um, and to just continue to share my voice. If I have to put a point two zero or 2.0, version 2.0 on the end of the show to make it different, you better believe I will. But we will be back. We will be propagated. And that's not even to say that this show will go down. Um, but I can only assume if the other one did, there's a culling happening. Um, and on top of that, you know, that's just kind of where we are right now with sort of how everything is everywhere. Um, but mm, here's the fun part. Putting that aside, today we have a guest who doesn't sound like it, but he is all the way from Germany. And to all of my German listeners, thank you so very much. Uh, I have to say you are my second highest demographic uh, of, of listeners. Number one being San Jose, California. Uh, and number two being the entire country of Germany. So all of you Germans listening to the show right now, thank you very much for your continued support. We have an expat over there in your country talking to us today. Welcome to the show, Jared. Good evening. I guess good afternoon where you are, is it? Well, good morning. Really, uh, you said good evening, so I'll just upload it tonight and we'll make it all better. Yeah. Now, can I ask you a question right. before we get started on this? Are you wearing a Detroit hat? I'd noticed that when you were talking then. What alignment that is, we're wearing the same hat, brother. That? Straight in. <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> That was a bit of a shock. I'm like, that must be one of them knockoff or not the Detroit ones that looks like it. But then you tilt it sideways. I saw the new era and I just, just, I, I thought, you know, the alignments are, you know, they continue to grow. And I like that. That's, That's good. It. Synchronicity. You sales before as well, right? That's another one. What's that? that? We should speak about. I listened to one of your podcasts that we, you came from a sales background. Oh, of course. Yeah. Anyone that's anyone that has the ability to speak greatly, I would like to say comes from sales, but they don't. Because they could speak, they went into sales. Yeah, well, they uh, developed it in sales for sure. And then inside sales, you realize how much you don't want to do that, and away you go into the rest of your life. Well, that's what was so interesting to me because it's quite a it's quite a shift to go from that to doing what you're doing now. That's kind of one thing that I'm trying to bridge. Well, we'll get you there, no problem at all. <laughs> um, and yeah, and yeah, the, the show. I mean, I you know my demons. A lot of it came from sales. A lot of it came, and at one point, I would never talk about it, but. You know, my pension for fast women, fast cars, fast drugs, fast movement, you know, easy come, easy go. High-powered sale, not high-powered, but, uh, uh, Jesus, I can't even remember the name of it. The, uh, high ticket. Wow, my brain. High ticket yeah. sales, it, it was it was next level. It was, it was, it's an unfortunate scenario because you have so much money and no one, like, no respect for any of it. Well, I did anyway. Um, and, and what I really wanted to do was find the peace, the happiness, the love, uh, which sounds yeah. cliche, but it was, it, it is what it was. Like I, you know, that's what brought us here. Like the, the pain that I caused myself, both physical, mental, uh, spiritual, all of it was the, the thing that woke me up. You can't really wake up unless you experience excruciating pain. I mean, I suppose you could, I shouldn't say you can't wake up my journey to, seeing things differently to put it in terms that aren't waking up or woke or anything that douchebag stuff uh, was massive pain, both physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. And it took place over the course of about 18 months. And then I was a different person. So tell us a little bit about you. 
Well, I can relate. I've had a, a similar path. Mine was 10 years ago when I, that started for me. So I've gone down a similar route, sales, what got was... deep into that world, believing that that was the end goal that was going to give me all the fulfillment in life and got sold that dream well and truly. Oh, yeah. 100%. And you were good at it. I'm still good at it. I'm still in it. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> what uh let me ask you then what was your first what was the first thing that that you noticed in the world um that was a miss what what quote unquote woke you up what got your attention i was thinking about that earlier because i thought that might be a question you may ask oh yeah it's a question but honestly it goes way back for me personally because i grew up in an environment where things were slightly different i was already challenged on a lot of those things anyway so everything was for example, I grew up in a, I went to a school where I, nobody looked like me. You look, you look pretty normal to me. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So then. Well, what school did you go to? That, I went to like a, a nice village school. So my mom grew up in a, a nice posh area and my father lived in the middle of a town that was very different. Huh. So I floated between the two. Well, you, you don't look different to me, so I don't know what that I don't I don't even, I don't know if that was in your head or if that was something else that's going on over there. <laughs> there was all white people at school and no black people, Adam. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Well, I mean, okay, I get that, you know, but like it, you, you don't, you know, you don't strike me as as somebody who's who's going to stand out or, or cause a scene in that. So, like, I like it just, it's like, um, uh, you 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 know, when it oh, you got me stumbling now, my brain is fried. I, I will admit I, I got agitated this morning with the, with the cancellation of my secondary podcast. So I'm still been yeah. recouping and, re, and regaling, but yeah, you know, kids are rough. So you definitely had a, a, a challenge, I guess, in that sense. But did, yeah, I mean, that, that's what sparked the questioning. That's yeah. what I'm trying to tell you. So from that, from having a different background in certain areas that then had made me think in, two different departments. And then from that, it split into three, four, five. And then I start looking into all different things. Wow. So it started at an early age. I remember watching videos, probably 12, 13, 14 video years old, looking at weird websites that would show you alternative stuff, stuff that you wouldn't see day to day. And how old are you? 29. 29. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm sort of trying to relate back to my, you know, where I was back then and, 29. How old are you, Adam? 2000. I'm 40. Okay. Happily just turned. Uh, I started waking up proper um, at roughly. I started actually tangibly waking up probably around 33 was when things were not quite set. Uh, my brain shifted. I'm, for me personally, my timeline, 2001, when the World Trade Center thing took place in the States, I questioned that narrative. And that spawned a few other things and it never really set in until this would have been 2013 would have been the very first, I think mass awakening. Does that correlate with you? I had a period and it was very much in the egotistical period, my worst period, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So the period that now I'd reflect on and teaches me a lot of shit, but that was the period where I wasn't thinking about anything like that. I was in my own world. I was in such a small bubble um, of all my experiences were just within that. So no, I, I had a, I had a gap. And then when I hit 19, I had a real period of depression and that's what sparked me back into, I guess you would call it more awakeness. So the depression was the pain. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what 
kind of arrowed it, kind of sprang it back and shot it off a lot quicker. I'm ha- I'm so grateful it happened. Yeah. It's, pro- it's probably the best 12 months of pain I've ever been through. <laughs> what, what do you, now I, I'm not, I'm not putting you on the spot. What do you think though of the person you were before waking up when you were talking about egotistical, that, that era, when you look back at that now, um, and, and this is something that I say a lot, no matter the pain that you caused others or the pain that was caused to you, it's all something you have to live with. And do you think your most egotistical era that you may have been out hurting people? Um, do you think that that changed your inner workings? Not at the time, but in looking back and retrospect. Yeah. 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 It affects everything I do in the future. It's, it's changed my goals. It's changed things I need to, get out of life for sure. That's amazing. And, and one thing I will say, Adam, is the, the reason why this continues is because I've, I've tested it. I, I very much self-analyzed. So I do, I'll do things now that I didn't used to do. So for instance, back then, so probably 21, 22, just coming out of that depressed period, I started changing how I'd approach everything. Before that, I would take from everyone as much as I could take mm-hmm. and manage my experiences with people based on what I could gain. It's embarrassing right. to admit. Whereas after that, what I started doing was seeing how much I could give. And what I noticed very quickly is it would just come back around tenfold. So the more I was giving, especially if I didn't have it to give, whether it be energy, money, whatever, I would receive it back. And I'd worry for a day or two, fuck, how, how can I survive? And I'd go, you know what? Let's give. Let's just see what happens. And I would be good here I am today, obviously. So I love that. So and, and I'm, I'm going to use you because you are so well-spoken. Um, there are a lot of people that are going through, a lot of people that are going through what, your, what you went through and where you are. And, and you at such a young age, I've come to the realization and understanding through my travels that there isn't an age bracket or demographic anymore. It wasn't like, oh, you're 35 and you're 29, so you guys can't hang out. Now yeah. with the way the world works, it's what, it literally is where are you vibrating? Yeah. And if 100%. you're, if you're, I've, I've had some great conversations with some 22 year olds and I'm like, you can't be 22. Like you're talking with such wisdom, you know? And I've, I've had some conversations with some 60 year olds that are on the same page and you're on the same page. So the 11 year gap where and before when I was, you know, egotistically driven or, or earthbound, it, uh, it would have made a difference. But right now you find that you, you definitely connect with, with your own people and to everybody. What's that? Sorry, brother. I was going to say, I think that's still where we operate. There is still that, that brigade of sections that I believe when, when in that egotistical world, there's definitely people that still can't relate like what you're saying. Oh, he's, he's 40. I'm 20. We can't have a conversation about mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. It's because they live in such small bubbles. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And they believe, they believe what they were told. Uh, and that, you know, that shaking off, shaking off the reality of what you've been told is, is absolutely one of the biggest things that, uh, that changes everything. Um, and, and it's huge. You're 100% right. Just because I no longer live on that frequency doesn't mean that that frequency doesn't still exist. Yeah. And, and those small bubbles, those tiny people, right? That's, that's, those, those aren't your people. And especially when you are living in an egotistical state, state of mind, you're, you know, you're saying, I wish, I need everybody to like me. I need everybody to be in this position. I need to be in control of the situation. And the funniest thing for me was the mind games. Constantly like attempting to be one up on everybody and, thinking you've got the whole thing figured out and only to understand a little bit later on that you really, you really only just playing yourself. Yeah. 
There was, you know, there was nothing to it. And everybody listening to the show right now, I mean, if you're in the middle of going through an awakening or going through something or understanding that, you know, you're changing or feeling that you're changing or feeling that a change is coming, if you're listening to the show, you're already enlightened. Unless we've been canceled, then nobody's listening to the show. But it, uh, it's an interesting spot, an interesting point to be in where most people aren't going to ask externally, are you experiencing this? And if you don't ask that, you assume that what you're going through is is wrong, is shocking, you're going crazy. I'll ask you, did you um did you ever feel like you were going crazy? Was there ever a point in the in the awakening process where you're like, this is this is really peculiar? I get told I'm going crazy on a on a weekly basis, I would say. You get told it, but did you ever feel it? No. There's been times where I've questioned narratives for sure. Mm-hmm. But your own but, narratives. Um, not, not in this period, but before, yeah, for sure. I'd question everything. Whereas now I'm, I'm sturdy enough where I can analyze everything. I'm, I'm similar to you. I've heard you say in other podcasts where I don't put myself in any box. I don't understand people that want to have an idea and say, that's me and own it and tattoo it on themselves forever. Yeah. That's not, that's not how the world works in my opinion. And tomorrow I might change my opinion. I'll, I'll openly admit it. There's no problem with that. Oh yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's a funny thing. Like, and it's so funny because I'm so far removed from, from tiny little boxes that I honestly had no clue what you were talking about at the beginning of the episode where you're like, I'm different. I'm like, how the fuck are you different? I don't see it. Maybe it's the lighting. I don't know. Right. And it's just, it just made like, honestly, I'm sitting there going, I don't fucking know what he's talking about. And then, but that's, you know, that's my ignorance, not so much my ignorance, but like my, my willingness to see everybody the way they are. And my life has been when I say painful at the beginning, all of the pain that came was literally how I chose to be so hard done by and how I spoke. My tonality was dark, was sharp. I would lash out at people. They would snap back at me. And then I blindly would think, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. <laughs> Without even realizing that I'm, I'm the one that's, you know, going through this. And that's why, that's why, you know, when you understand and when, when, when it comes to fruition, when you, when you finally sit down, you look at your scenario and your situation and you say, I have been the one person that has been in control of all of my thoughts at all times. I am the one person who's been in control of my perspective of what I see, what I think, how I react to what I see. I'm the one that's in control. So I'm literally the only one that's ever been stopping me from finding that happiness, from curing that depression, that anxiety. Um, and I know that you're heavily into clearing depression and anxiety in other people. Yeah. Um, it's not, when you not in a clinical manner, but just in a daily how I live my life manner, yeah, sure. yeah, hundred percent. And well, the, so there's the thing too. Like I've always said, especially even in my contract, it says we are not therapy. You know, therapists want you to come back. We want to never see you again. <laughs> yeah. you know, we want we want you to be c- cleared of of the the, the 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 belief. And depression, in my opinion, depression is a result of the bullshit. So to clear the depression, like we literally live in massive abundance. And what we create with that abundance is tiny walls. We create walls. We create anxiety. We we create depression. We create scarcity out of abundance. We've created scarcity and then we worry about it. And that's, you know, that that finally getting that into the minds of, of, of anyone that wants to hear it. That changes lives. That changes lives. I don't know. I, I, I love that stuff. So tell me a little bit about, um, I don't know. We, I mean, we could talk about COVID and, and that sort of thing, but I don't want to talk about the disease. Nobody gives a shit anymore. It's all played out. 
Um, but your take on the scenario, your take on what you think it's doing to humanity, what you think it's doing, um, you know, with regards to a grand awakening, a second coming, we mentioned before the show started, uh, an awakening and then a second coming and then a reinforcement, you know, talk a little bit about that, a little bit about yourself and a little bit about that as well and how it fits in with you and your narrative. Yeah. So I guess most people at the minute, I imagine the majority are going through an initial awakening as we would say. So now the boat's been rocked that much. Like I had, we're just going back to what you were saying about the different age thing. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. I had a conversation with my father recently in the midst of all this, probably April, May of last year, where he would be sending me news articles from the UK and I would be sending him back <laughs> facts. <laughs> so it would debunk what the news he was saying. And the, the difference would be huge. So then eventually we'd had a conversation where he knew that this was all a load of whatever. And then he started telling me things about before I was born and other things in history. And I was like, okay, so you've had an eye on this your whole life as well. So he must have had some third or fourth awakening. I don't know what stage he's hit. It was an interesting one. But um, I like yeah, that. I think on all levels, people are starting to wake up to the reality that a small minority of people are controlling far too much of the majority's life and mm-hmm. choices. I don't know why that has to be a conspiracy theory. I, I hate even using the word, to be honest, because when you look at where it came from, it was used for the exact reason why it scares people off. It has such a ring to it. Well, it was intended. It was the John F. Kennedy assassination. You exactly. either believe the story or you were a nut job, and that was the thing. <laughs> now, that's, that, you know, that's, that's, a major, that's a major point you bring up, because you either do as you're effing told or you're crazy. That is the narrative. And not only that, it's reinforced by your friends, your family, everybody that's been told the lie that doesn't want to wake up to it, they're going to, they're going to say that you're crazy. So, uh, you know, the, one of the things I I recently posted on, on the Facebook was that you're not allowed to talk about, you're not allowed to talk about vaccines. Like science says it can be challenged. Science by nature says, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I don't know, test your theory. (laughs) I, I think that's what goes on in science. But in this one, we're not allowed to test it. It's not science. This is not science. They've even changed the definition of uh, Eastern medicine. So anything that isn't from the pharmacies is now called um, pseudoscience, fake science, as opposed to Eastern medicine, as opposed to medicine. Real medicine is anything that grows on the ground. There is a plant to cure anything that goes wrong with your system. In North America... That may not be true because from birth, and this is the craziest revelation at all, the powers that be, the system that exists is trying to kill you from the minute that you're born with the junk food, with the soda, with the extreme sugar, with the GMOs, with everything that's all over all the plants. In our lifetime, we saw the the rise of gluten issues and everyone's like, oh, gluten, gluten's bullshit. And I said at first, I'm like, oh, you guys are all just sensitive Nancy's, right? You had gluten allergy, wussies. But then I realized that it was the additives going into the wheat. So gluten never existed before. These people are starting to get it because of the amount that we're eating of it. You also, you look at a picture of North America from, I don't know, the 50s on the beach, and there's no fat people anywhere, <laughs> right? And, and that, that's not to say that every single person back then went to the gym. It's just that they ate better. They ate healthier. They ate fresher, right? You look at the beach now, it's 90% fat dudes and chicks taking TikToks. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's what's so crazy, Adam, that people are taking advice on vaccines and health 
from the same people that allow you to eat all of this crap yeah. and even force it on you and push it in front of your face. It's mental to me that people don't see the, the correlation. Like when I always say to people, when you walk into a supermarket in England, what's, in, what's at the front of the supermarket? And it's alcohol and cigarettes. And I said, well, where's the chemist? Where's the healthy food? It's in the far back corner of the store, hidden away and priced extortionately. So like, that's a clear indication. When I go out shopping for food, if I, if I buy real food, proper food, it costs me a fortune. If I, if I want to eat crap, I can quarter my bill and yeah. get the same amount of meals. I'm in, uh, I'm in the process right now of, of doing a, uh, a mental reset on habits, patterns, uh, and diet. So for two weeks, I'm literally only eating meat protein and uh, vegetables. That's it. Okay. And, and so, you know, to go and stock up on ground beef, on steak, on chicken, uh, and on, on like bell peppers or whatever, you, you know, you, first off, you realize that this shit is way more expensive than it needs to be. Like $50 for a pack of steaks? Come on. Yeah. Um, and the vegetables, even though the vegetables are fully, fully organic, you can, whatever, you can track them from there to here, right? You walk into the grocery and they're being sprayed by some tube that's coming out of the thing to yeah, keep them fresh. Hazmat suit. Right? They're being sprayed. So you don't even, like, you don't even, even when you're trying to eat healthy, you don't even know. So this is the kind of thing that could, like, kill somebody. Like, mentally be like, wow, everything's so screwed up. How am I supposed to know what to do? Um, I find with that sort of thing that you just kind of really want to pick and choose your own battles. You know, definitely, exactly. definitely amplify your ability to walk, move around more often. Hit the gym. The gym's not ridiculous. If you don't want to go to the gym, do a couple push-ups for Christ's sakes. You know? Try to be as healthy as you can be and understand that even if you are overweight or what have you, it is the way it is. You know, let go of the depression behind it and just em embrace the person that you are and do your best every day to change whatever it is you don't like about yourself without trying to like yeah. hammer down some sort of, I need to be this way. The funniest thing in the world is that that summer bod. Well, I'm working on my summer bod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, for me, it's like I'm working on my 43-year-old bod right now. That's how I'm looking at it. <laughs> I don't want to be this giant mess anymore. Small changes. That's the way to do it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you touched on um, intermittent uh, wake-ups, as it were. I had said that my big epiphany was uh, 2001, the World Trade. And you sort of look at it now and you see that it's just not. It isn't, you know, that story just can't be the way it was. And there were people talking about this, you know, all the way back to the moon landing. And, uh, you know, when you start digging all the way back, this is my thing with, with regards to the vaccines that they're talking about now. How many times have we heard something like, well, vac like polio was cured by a vaccine, you know, and we look at, we look at this force vaccine going on. If you want to travel, you have to get this vaccine. People laughed at us when we talked about, you know, the certificate of vaccination identification, COVID. Certificate of Vaccination Identification, the passport stamp that you're going to have to get to travel around. Now it's legit. It's here. Yeah, it's here. People mocked us about the concentration camps coming back. And you crazy Germans, you were the first to announce it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. The Germans were the first to announce quarantine camps. I'm like, you guys, it's still too early to bring that back up, Germany, you crazy bastards. But, you know, what's going on around, like, you heard about what's her name that got kicked off of Disney, right? The UFC chick. Because she, she compared uh, our inability to speak to Nazi Germany. But she just showed a tweet that was that, right? Yeah. And, and uh, it, it made me laugh because she got kicked off the show, The Mandalorian or whatever, because she compared the tweets. And 
That was did it, Nazi, did it say the word Nazi in the tweet? Yeah, Nazi Germany. Yeah. Right, That's but what it does it buzzword. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I have a very strong feeling. I have it. I know what was the the episode that got us pulled off when we went into on on becoming the free. We went into um, Mister. Let's just say he was in the movie Big and Forrest Gump. I'm not going to mention any names because uh, in case anyone's listening. Uh, and then there's this drug called Adrenochrome, and I don't know if it's real or not. Maybe it's fake. I don't know. I have no proof of anything. I'm not saying anything definitive. And it may or may not come from the fear of terrified. And I don't know. And I'm just going to pause it right there. But I think that was the episode that got us pulled. Um, you know, especially when, especially, you know what I'm talking about, especially. (laughs) And that was the episode I think that got us done in. We didn't even get, we didn't even get a fucking, Hey, maybe you should take that episode down. We're like, they're like, you're done. Beep. Eject. And, um, you know, we went heavy into that because we talked about the movie monsters Inc and how it is, of retelling of that story. We talked about the poor girl on the, on the, uh, I'm not even going to talk about it anyway. So it's, it's interesting when you start asking questions and when you start th- seeing things in that light, you know, the likelihood, if you were to put a, on a scale of one to 10, the likelihood of the adrenochrome story, did you give it any thought? Did you put anything into it other than a, a glance of, of, of of looking at all highly open to that i believe there's things in the body that we don't access for sure chemicals and i think about all the things that your brain releases at certain points do you not think if you could take that out and bottle it up and use it for something else i guarantee there's other purposes isn't that the dmt isn't that kind of what they were talking about with that yeah i mean we produce dmt in your liver and on all sorts it turns out it, your body produces it all over from most, from most recent findings so i was uh I was, I've been told by numerous sources that, that there are agents, quote unquote, out there mapping the DNT realm, DMT realm. So whenever you do a hit of DMT or whatever, apparently you go to this other realm. Yeah. And it's the same. You see the elves. It's the same every time, right? Yeah. So there are people over there mapping it, mapping it out. I've heard this. I don't know if it's true. If anyone wants to validate that, please, by all means, reach out. There is huge correlation in people's trips with the elves, for sure. I hear that a lot. Are, have you I've done it? I've never tried it. I'd like to. I'd like to take a huge dose one day. A huge dose. Are you going to yeah, do the, t- the, the, the Terrence McKenna hero dose? Have you done that? No. No. So the Terrence McKenna hero dose, ladies and gentlemen, is five grams of mushrooms by yourself in a pitch black room, um, and you just sort of see where you go. <laughs> it's, yeah. It seems a bit much to me. The most I've ever done probably was three grams, but it's mushrooms that have that certainly helped me wake up more because. After a trip on mushrooms, you see certain things like the psychocelibin network, the fungal network that essentially tells a story that all mushrooms are connected. All, all, uh, all of these mushrooms since the dawn of time are connected and they all communicate with each other. Uh, and you, and you tap into that when you're, when you're on the mushrooms, an interesting, an interesting, um, push on that was the new Star Trek series um, Discovery the ship travels around instantly from place to place on the the fungal network so it's traveling through Which, and I'm like I can't believe they fly. it's just plain truth in plain sight they just threw it out there they this, called it the fungal network no no they called it this the, the psychosylvan network or whatever okay they actually did call yeah. it the, the the actual name I'm I'm having a rough day I do apologize normally I'm a little bit more smooth 
but today was today was a, a long one for sure, and it's only two forty-five my time. It's an interesting one. Your neck of the woods is starting to legalize psychedelics for medical purposes, right? For anxiety, depression, and and other things. That seems to be on the cusp. I heard about this. Um, I heard about legalizing mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms and um, MDMA. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have uh, any uh, further info on that. Okay. But I do know, and yeah, I do I know that source. I think... I have a friend, a friend here that's going back to the States soon, to California, and they're licensed in that, and they're going back to administer MDMA for medical purposes to people. That sounds like a fun job. But I mean, isn't that going to wake everybody up? What the fuck? People are not going to go to work anymore when they start taking mushrooms and all these other psychedelics. <laughs> I love that statement. People aren't going to go to work anymore. Um, you know that we're still in full lockdown over here, right? Eh? So, you know, people haven't gone to work in forever and there is no going back to work, I don't think. Um, so, they, you know, that goes to the adage of maybe this this COVID quote thing, whatever, slash not using any names, don't fucking ban me, um, is almost white hat. It's like it's forcing people to become aware, you know? Um, yeah. I, and just to add to that drug thing that you were talking about, I think it's Colorado that basically legalized every drug they said have at her. I think it was Colorado. They're like, they, they decriminalized everything. Sounds like something Colorado could do. Like you could, yeah, exactly. You could literally in Colorado and, and if I'm wrong, Colorado, please mail in. But I think that you can get in more trouble for having plastic straws in Colorado than heroin. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the overall damage worldwide, I'd say plastic straws is probably just nipping over heroin now. <laughs> well, the funny thing about that is you can have the cocaine, but they'll arrest you for the straw that you're using it with. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what is that, a plastic straw? No, I swear to God, officer, it's a rolled up bill. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it, it, is a, it is a very, very strange, you know, strange and unique time to be alive. I don't. What do you think about the Great Reset and, and stuff like that? Do you believe, because what you just said then about the mass awakening, I think it's that the reason is it's because it's endgame. I feel like most of these people are old and they, they have a last play and they're, they're making the major push now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to take an existential turn. Uh, if you're done with motivation and want to get out of conspiracy, feel free to turn us off now. For everybody else, uh, we're about to get started. So yeah, I did well, man. normally it takes me a lot less time than that, brother. <laughs> well, there's a lot of importance because there's a huge correlation between obviously the great reset and clearing depression because you are energy. And my answer to that is this is your game. So those that exist outside of, of what we believe to be outside of ourselves. In other words, those that are pulling the strings, the old people, which you referred, when you go down that road and when you dig and dig and dig and you find that there's, you know, uh, there's a faction, there's this, there's, there's the, 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 the Trump people and the Biden people. Right. And I'm not saying Trump or Biden are any sort of puppet master. These they're just puppets, but they're the factions that are running those shows, the factions that are allowing us to see certain things, whatever it is, there's a war being waged. Yeah. There's a, there's an absolute war being waged and they're mocking us in everything that we do. They're mocking us in everything. I'm going to do a huge set that is all, 
uh, all about music and how they're de- how they're delivering their message through music. Um, and yeah. and there's a ton of it how they're delivering their message through through uh, through movies and all that sort of stuff. Like you can watch stuff that's just they're telling you what's coming. Like The Simpsons, for example, is the best way to describe it. Everyone's like, oh my god, The Simpsons predicted some bullshit, right? But the reality is, The Simpsons are a window. We're showing you what's going on. Yeah. And they're not, they're like, this is what's going to happen. And we're not being like, oh, what if? You know, we're telling you the plan. We are telling you what's going to happen. This is the plan. And it's interesting. You know, it's interesting to be able to sort of see that and, and, and to use it. And I say things like sports are rigged too. People don't believe me that sports are rigged, but I'm going to tell you, I've made a bloody fortune this year simply being able to see through the bullshit that is sports. I can already yeah. tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. It's going to be a rematch. Tom Brady, Mahomes, Casey, Tampa Bay, Casey's going to win, right? You can put money on that right now and you'd make it, you'd make it back. Uh, Also, I don't give out gambling advice, ladies and gentlemen, please don't hold me accountable for any bets you may place or may not place. I feel like I have to put all these disclaimers in because somebody's listening to me and I might get canceled. Anyway, isn't it crazy that a motivational show can get canceled? Oh my God, it drives me nuts. Anyway, so I see this, it's still irking me. It shouldn't irk me because you know what that is? That's ego. That's my own ego going, what the fuck, Francis? And I thought I was done with it, you know? but yes, I can definitely go on rant. So when it comes to the old ways, I see that, right? And then you start seeing plays. And then here's the real rub. You have to ask yourself, where am I going with this? Inside my head, it is so implausible that there's an old man doing this and an old man doing that and this and that and there's all this sort of stuff. And is the earth fucking flat? Do we live in a, a, a holodeck? You know, is all of this expanded? Is Hollywood really burning to the ground? Yes, Hollywood's gone. Everybody's exposed themselves. Are all these people really part of this thing? Is so-and-so really eating blank? So the question is, you know, how could all of this possibly be true? And the only way that I figure that it can be true is because I created it. I'm the only person powerful enough to be pulling all these strings, and all of these strings lead to my own specific and unique and individual awakening for me to understand and for me to push and promote and talk to and share and create with other people that they have to elevate their game and they have to do this still just me talking. And every single time I have the opportunity to talk and share my opinion, it's reaffirming to me. It's showing me something new. So I'm constantly, constantly learning more about everything based on my decision to speak about everything. I no longer have any lock in to anything. I'm not, I'm not anything other than open to everything. And there was an old saying, if you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. And that does not apply to this because absolutely everything, ladies and gentlemen, fucking everything is on the table. Yeah. Everything's on the table right now. For everything. That's the difference. Yes. You have the ability to stand for everything. Whereas most people can't stand for anything. Yeah. Yeah, and I do stand for everything, absolutely everything. I stand for free speech. I stand 100% for free speech, but I also stand up for the company who's hosting you. I stand up for their right to fucking kick you off. If I don't like you, you got to go, right? I get that. I stand for both, and people are like, well, you're a piece of shit then. I'm like, am I, Susan? Because I didn't ask your opinion, right? And when you do that, and when you connect with people on your vibration, and when you connect with people that are at your level, it's mind-blowing what you can accomplish. You stated at the beginning of the episode that you went from taking to giving, and it was nothing other than how you chose to interact with the world around you. And that is what this is. Any single person that's out there shitting on anyone else for anything else is not in the process of taking care of their own life because there isn't a single person on this planet that's doing better than you that's going to rip you down. 
There's not one person that's going to go, I'm going to take my, you know, multi-billion dollar a year job over here and then drift on down to Jareth town and rip them down for whatever it is that he's doing that I disagree with. You know, that doesn't exist. So the only people that are going to say anything negative about anybody else are people that hate themselves and their lives. That's a vibration. Own the fact that you hate yourself and your life. Realize it and change and step up because the only way you can step up is by realizing it. So if you're listening to this show right now and you realize, hey, fuck, I hate myself. All right, I'm going to step up. Then then you're doing it. Then you're already vibing up. So you you dragged out a beast in me and you know I'm going to volley back to you. What's your take on the end times, the end of the world? I want to know where you go with that and what's inside your head. Share with us, please. Well, I'd say my theory on it at the minute, the reason it's such a positive outlook is because I've always felt like this is coming. I've always known the strings are being pulled, but I didn't know that we were going to actually have a, a final war where it's all cards on the table and it seems to be a war of info- information, a war of can we get the, the true facts out to people? Can me and you, people like us, speak what we want to speak about? Whether we know anything or not, it doesn't matter, but at least allow us to speak about it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that seems to be prevalent at the minute that shows you that they're on the back foot. When they start canceling people, trying to cancel somebody who once was the president of the United States of America. They canceled him he while he was the president. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like, that just showed me, oh, these guys are backpedaling at this stage. So it is pretty I'm funny. very optimistic. I'm hopeful that everyone I speak to, and I'm continuing to speak to people in this manner. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk with you because we share similar views and I think it's important that people hear this. It's a no bullshit approach. And I, I don't teeter around conspiracy theory anymore or anything like that. I'm quite, quite brash with it, to be honest, because I know my facts. I study everything. I look at everything from an individual perspective, from one stance. I don't believe I have bias anymore because I'm open to any change. Tomorrow you could turn around and say something completely different and I'll be open to it. Yeah. If you had the information. Yeah. It's funny too, because like in that sense too, if you if you're trying to talk to a lower vibrational uh, situation on Facebook, for example, you're gonna get something like links, links, show me links. Yeah. It's like I'm not talking about facts here, you know. Here are the facts that I know, but I'm not talking about facts. I'm talking about the opportunity and the ability. And there's a great quote in the Matrix where it says, you know, every single person that's plugged into the Matrix has the ability to be an agent. So the minute you start pushing a narrative, or the minute you start pushing something that is against what they want, then you, whoever's around you turns into one of them and starts spewing yeah. bullshit at you. And you can literally watch them download some crap. I and they, see, I see the switch. You yeah. see it happen. You see it's it happen. Yes. And you, here's the you, thing. You could say, this was not one last sentence and it just goes, and then they start reeling back to you stuff that maybe they've heard. And it's like, hang on, this isn't even your opinion. Can yeah. you at least tell me what you think? You just regurgitate and share at this stage. <laughs> That's the funniest one. I love seeing that. What makes me laugh about that is this, obviously, I mean, you and I didn't even rehearse a minute of this. We just, I, I met you 10 seconds before we went live. And, yeah. and the fact that you and I have the exact same story to tell about the matrix, you know, downloading people just goes to show that it happens everywhere. All of the yeah. people, all of the people that want to bust your balls, they come from anywhere. They could be your mother. They could be your best friend. They could be the person that's high as shit on cocaine right now. They're going to do what you just said, regurgitate bullshit without any free thought. They're just like, that, 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 you're an idiot. Well, here's the sad part about that. You were taught these things and you were taught to call me an idiot. 
So what, yeah. like, what's going on with you? When, when are you going to step that out? When are you going to, when are you going to create something out of that? But I think too, with regards to time that here we are, like, this is, this is all that's ever existed. Like, I honestly believe a very strong point at this moment in time that we're in that, uh, that video game, the video game, the video game, uh, definition of where we are. It makes the most sense. You know, we, I mean, with regards to the Mandela effect, everything is forever changing. Reality is changing. And if reality can change, then can we actually define what reality is? Have you looked into the Mandela effect much? Yeah. I like all those kind of things. And I've seen a few of them that seem very hard to argue against, but, and there's, there's been a few brands. I think I can't think of the one now where I've been like, it had different letters in it. I can't remember the one it was. And I was like, fuck, I remember it being the other one. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The one that it wasn't. Fruit Loops. And now it's different. But Well, there's more to it. Like, do you remember geographically, do you know where Australia is? Australia is bottom right. Yeah. Do you know where New Zealand is? Close to it. <laughs> okay. So if, you, if you're picturing on a map, Australia, New Zealand in comparison to Australia, where is it? To the left. So if I'm staring, we're staring at a map. Australia's here, and and New Zealand is. Yeah, I would say New Zealand is to the left, down below it. See, I grew up in a world where New Zealand was always to the right and above it. And where is it? It's to the right and below it. <laughs> I was just wrong. I think <laughs> it's possible, but that's also a download, right? Because then you're like, okay, I remember that. Now, if you were to think geographically of a map. Do you think that South America is directly below North America? No. Okay. I see them. Uh... Okay. So where I grew up, South America was directly below North America and the Panama Canal ran east and west. It now runs north and south and South America is below and to the right of North America. And there's no geographical explanation for that. There's no, it's just. It never changed. It's just now different for me, but it's the same for you in your memory. It's the same, but I own a piece of residue that dictates my memory was right. I have the WC or uh, WWF intercontinental championship belt. And when they, where they've got the, the map laid out, it is directly below and it runs exactly how I always remember it. So to anybody listening to this right now, you heard two versions of it. You know, you get to do what you want. With you that. see, that would make sense. That would, that aligns with simulation theory Everything you see in history is in a cycle. Mm-hmm. Even in, even in seems to be like civilizations or weakness. We seem to be at the top of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what comes back around from the second stage. Maybe we start fresh, but we do start fresh. The entire history has been basically, from what I understand, it, it's bullshit. I mean, right up until the the Great Chicago Fire, that that was Tartarian. Are you familiar with Tartarians? Have you done some research no. on that? So Tartarians were the civilization that were here before us. Okay. Um, and are you familiar with the term mud flood? You're saying the one directly before us? Yes, directly before us. They're the ones that no, built the, the, okay, so um, Gothic architecture yeah. is Tartarian architecture. So they built that stuff. The stuff that we couldn't even recreate today, like, um, I don't know, any cathedral, any government building, uh, any parliament building, you know, all of those buildings that don't look quite like anything else, that's not ours. That's theirs. The pyramids, uh, same thing, the pyramids, uh, the pyramids that are in China, the pyramids that are under sea. Uh, Atlantis is a real place. Um, the, 
connection between the Antarctic pyramids um, and the Brazilian pyramids and so like the Aztecs, the Egyptians, the Antarctic, the Chinese, the Scottish pyramids, um, they're all built identical to each other uh, and they're PowerPoints. As goes the story. I don't have any proof of this. Oh God, don't call out the fucking fact checkers on me. Um, but I have, and I, I'm not talking to you when I say that. I'm talking to the ethos of bastards out yeah, there yeah. trying to fuck with me. <laughs> um, it is, it, it's fascinating you know, what the Tartarians have done. So there is a theory and I'm not a hundred percent behind this theory. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent for or against anything, but that every single mountain, um, and this goes to Tartaria, uh, was at one point a Tartarian building. So there are no tectonic plates. There is no shift. There is no Earth's crust rising up. Mountains were created from melted buildings. And the gold that we pull out of buildings is also the stuff that was inside those buildings that melted at the same time. Okay. It's the same as all of those... Um, and here's something that if you, if you're not familiar with this, you won't ever be able to unsee this. All of those buildings that appear to be carved into the side of a mountain in any way, shape or form, you, can you picture any of them in your head? No. What do you mean? You don't mean something we've built. You mean, um, here, let's see if I can, no, let's see here. I am going to pull something up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't mind the, delay. I'm dragging out dead noise. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, let's see here. Have you seen the ones that look like giants? Yeah. People claim that they're. Yeah, they are. They have to be. I think I know which ones you're talking about. So simple, like, fuck me. Every single time I look at this stuff, I see some crazier shit. Oh, check that out. (laughs) I am, I'm smack in the middle of all that. That's amazing. That is actually pretty cool. So go to your Google. You might get something different because you're in a different area, but punch in melted buildings, Tartaria. This goes for you guys too, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the show. Uh, If you do that, you'll see that, one of my episode 106 <laughs> we made the list yo we're on the google so you see the, you'll see a lot of these buildings that are carved into the into the rock face yeah right but this is this they're not carved in they that's the rock melted over it uh, there's a ton of stuff that goes to the energy and the energy points. In this, I'm going to bring this up too, um, the Tartarian Great Wall. The Great Wall of China was Tartarian. Um, and the interesting thing about the Great Wall they don't want you to talk about is that um, the turrets, in other words, the defense mechanisms that they tell us the Great Wall is for, uh, they're actually in the process right now of rebuilding the Great Wall of China. Uh, and when I mean rebuilding, I mean like taking down the turrets and putting them on the other side. So we've always been told that the Great Wall of China was built as a defense for China or whatever. But the way they've got the wall set up that was pointing at fighting, shooting or whatever, it would have been the other side. So the story's a lie and they're trying to hide it right now by refacing the thing and changing what side of the wall the turrets are on. That's kind of a neat oh, thing. Right? 
And then you look at all the buildings that exist and how absolutely stunningly massive there are. And then when the mud flood took over, the, you know, 40 floors of building got buried. So there's this underground stuff in a lot of places. There's pockets of, uh, of um, uh, like civilization that survived. There's energy beams everywhere. Like this one's crazy. Oh, this one's still mine. That one's mine. <laughs> That's so funny, man. I'm looking at my own thing. 106 red bricks. Uh, That's what I pulled up first as well. So this one, and this one's, this one's dope. So it's the podtail link. You can look at this. There's that giant statue of Buddha, and then the rock faces melted over top of it. So the mountain came and melted over top of it, and that was a pocket of civilization that, that survived. Yeah. Beautiful stairs running up. Yeah, that's the picture. And then to the left, there's all those little holes, right? And then the bottom of this. So that was at one point a Tartarian building that got crushed, that got melted. So when you're talking about a great reset, this is something that we've been talking about for years, right? And what goes along with this is like star forts and all kinds of other stuff. But anyone looking for uh, Tartaria, mud flood, star forts, I mean, shit. The statue of Helios was another one that I tied into because that's a star fort. I mean, and that's also a Mandela effect. Do you, can you picture the statue of Liberty? Yeah. Do you know what Island it's on? No. Used to be on Liberty Island. Now it's not. I don't remember what oh, Island. This is the one I've oh, read into. Yeah. It's on Ellis Island now. She's also standing on a star fort. And this is a fascinating thing. She wasn't standing on a star fort before. She's also walking forward. She wasn't doing that before. Also, in this timeline, in this reality, you can't go to the torch. But where I come from, torch tours were 100% a thing. Yeah. Also, this one's crazy, right? Because of that whole transvestigation thing. She's the tranny. Because she's actually Helios. The Statue of Liberty isn't a she, it's a he. It's Helios. And the statues of Helios that you see are often him with the tablets that the statue has, but he's holding the robe, not wearing the robe. There was a video of somebody on the tour as well, right? Because that's one of the things that was causing big speculation. Yeah. Yeah, so all of this stuff exists, and all of this stuff is completely out there in the open for people to look at and to see. You know, who the fuck were these giant doors for? Why do we keep these? Why does every single major city building have the same architecture? Yeah. All the old city hall. How many times have we heard that? Right, it's nuts. So the giant statues. Yeah, see, that stuff, that stuff fascinates me, but it's very hard to find an answer for me, especially when you look at how things were aligned and the astrology behind everything, and it's like, how the fuck were they doing half of this stuff? Yeah. Well, it's because every single thing, here's the thing too, every single thing that you and I know, like no, every single thing that you and I know, that's the shit that's preventing us from finding the truth. Yeah, I believe it, 100%. So that's, you know, that's a huge step. That's a huge point to, to get rid of what I know. I don't know anything. I've been told a bunch of shit. <laughs> that's for damn sure. But I don't know anything. Like all so those maybe this is how we, we truly evolve is from the same way me and you from our pain and trauma mm -hmm. elevated consciously, maybe as a collective, after all of this collective trauma that we're about to go through and we've been through in the last however long, 13, 14 months, maybe then we elevate 
And then the only people that are moving forward are the people that are constantly like this, constantly looking at new ideas and open to everything. And then we realize our true power and what we have. I agree with that. I believe we use about fucking, I don't know, 5% overall is what we could do as a society, a group of people on a rock, a group of things moving around. If we were moving in more of a one direction, I think we would fly forward. I like the idea that, you know, I mean, there's some people out there that I follow that are, I know are way more advanced than me because their shit and I stuck with it. Their shit seemed crazy to me. There's a guy that's, that's adamant that we're on, um, we're in hollow earth and hollow earth. If you haven't looked into it, it's a great story and it might be right. I don't know. Right. It makes sense. I mean, if we think about space balls, you really have to accept a bunch of bullshit to believe that we're on a fucking ball flying through space, spinning at a certain amount of fucking speed. Right. That's all water. That's all water. That doesn't pool in the middle of the ball like any other ball ever in the history of any ball that's ever had water on it. A tennis ball. And you don't and then, feel it. And you don't feel a thing. And then it flies off because the ball would spin and fly off at the middle. I'll pool around the middle and fly off in the history of everything. Water's never stuck to a ball. Right. Yeah. Never stuck to a ball. What is gravity? Well, gravity is debunked by fucking density and uh, oh, great. buoyancy and density. I mean, if gravity were a thing, uh, swimming would be impossible. <laughs> so helium also wouldn't work. Um, and you know, the funniest thing in the world about gravity, and these are all these things that you have to, you have to break down your, your, your disbelief, but these are all like first gen things. Like I remember when I realized that the earth wasn't a spinning ball, when it, when it hit me that fuck me, it is flat. It can only be flat. Water doesn't bend. It simply doesn't bend. Right. That was like, that's it. We've, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest one out there that, that, that the earth is flat. Right. And then you see the very, people don't realize this because they weren't in that realm, but the very first thing that got shot the F down real fast was flat earth. Flat earth got eliminated right away from, from the internets. Um, and we're, you know, we're always told that you can't, once it's on the internet, it's there forever. That's absolute bullshit. Another one that got pulled down was, I don't know if you remember the New Zealand mosque that got shot up. Yeah. They pulled that down and they said, anyone that has any footage, any residual footage of that shooting goes to jail. Right. And that entire story got swept under the rug immediately. But the biggest problem with that story was the guy that went in there live, right? He was apparently doing it live. He walked in there from the street, right? But there was already clips. He'd already like dropped the clips and magazines on the floor. So he's walking past magazines on the floor. So they had to pull it because that shit just, it didn't, it didn't track. And I know people that still have that footage and like, this is supposed to be live. Yet here's pieces of his gun as he's walking by it for the first time. Come on. Yeah. Oh, anyway, it's disgraceful, right? But then there are people out there that are like, you can't fucking say that, you know? And the first time I compared the concentration camps and COVID camps to the same thing, people lost their shit. You can't call this the Jewish, it's not the same thing. I'm like, man, there was a time that Hitler convinced everyone to hate the Jews, right? He didn't just start hating Jews, right? And even saying that is, is harsh. Ooh, I can get in trouble for that. Well, this is the big problem. This is what stops people from understanding anything because they get compassionate about the wrong thing. You see it in COVID in England. Did you know <laughs> that the UK had a campaign called Clap for the NHS? Well, I don't know if that was the actual title, but on, I think, a Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock in lockdown, the whole of the UK would come outside 
and was promoted to by the government to clap for a couple of minutes for the NHS to help save the NHS. This is what they were selling to people. And then I would say to people, what the fuck are you doing? Have you lost your mind? What are you doing clapping in your garden to the sky? And then you would get attacked. Oh, you've got no compassion. What about our NHS? And I said, <laughs> this isn't benefiting. And me telling you that this is bullshit is not doing anything to the NHS. So it's just all confusion. It's crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I realized early on that, you know, when I first got into this stuff and when I wanted to run my mouth, I was aggressive towards it and it put up a lot of fences. It put up a lot of fights and I was constantly like at war with people. And I was like in, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I guess I was in their face. I'm like, you have to wake up. But now, but it's so funny because if you really think about it, every single thing that you've ever said to them was said for you. Like I said earlier. And my aggression was me trying to wake myself up aggressively. And now I, just like you, now I 100% accept that I know nothing and that everything I do find out is whimsy, is entertaining, is fantastic, is just a piece that I can add to this. Everybody wants to debunk things and live in the answer. But once you start living in the question, you get to really truly live, really truly experience and have fun with what's going on around you. And people are like, how am I supposed to have fun with this shit? I'll tell you, on certain frequencies, I know there are people out there that exist that just want to shit on COVID. I'm not talking about the disease because I personally don't think the disease is real. I think that the, the, the that COVID exists. I think that the flu exists. I think that everything exists. I think that the propaganda behind it is completely manufactured. And I don't, I don't, I'm not going to pull any punches on that. I won't put it in the title. <laughs> but Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I could, I could probably show you scientifically how it is coronavirus and they, they've managed to beautifully package it as one thing. So if you go on, I had a, a discussion with somebody the other day and uh, so they worked in a, they had somebody who worked in a medical field. So I was saying, what's the test for COVID? Where have they derived a test for something that they can't even isolate? They don't understand what it is. It's just came out somebody at about in China. This is the narrative. So then now within three months, we've got a test for it all of a sudden. Brilliant. So we can test for it. So I'm asking him, what are you testing for? And then he says, oh, obviously it's COVID, but they test for other things as well. And I said, what do you think they've designed a test specifically for COVID, not for coronavirus, which is covers a lot of other viruses, flu viruses. So then we go onto the website and I think it was the CDC website. And it literally said in the website, you could find out, you can almost ask, what is it testing for? And it said the test brings up coronavirus and then comma influenza A and B. So I said to him, well, so what, so what, where's, where's COVID then? What do you think you, you, the test results are bringing up? And they, he couldn't understand that. It just puzzled him completely. And to me, that's very clear. We are testing for coronavirus, which we've had for a very long time. Even in the UK today, I read, and it's beautifully numbered, Adam, you will see the, the fun in this because they are mocking us all the time. 33 new strains of coronavirus were found in the UK and they're calling them each town, Kent virus, this virus, that virus. So everyone's running around scared of all these new viruses now. Ironically, in Canada, we have three new virus strains. Just the three, yeah. Well, three and 33. Three and 33 now stated. So there was also a, a link you could punch in any number and oh, coronavirus beautiful. and it would show you headlines with new cases yeah new cases yeah 
the 43 new coronavirus cases in Delaware. You know, fuck off. That was a beautiful thing to show people because it's like that was a you see people trigger and it's like you have to do it in stages and you see people will click and go, okay, yeah, that's definitely bullshit. Well, what's, I think eventually what's super bullshit about that is that goes to show the algorithm, right? That yeah. thing didn't like that news article didn't exist until you Googled it. Exactly. It's like it could have it could have been anything, right? But on the internet, you're gonna get a different result. Fifty six, forty six, no, no, no. You're gonna it's gonna come through. Looks like it's a real article, but it's just some algorithmic bullshit that they're feeding you to create the fear. There's another one going around. My sister brought it up to my attention. She says, "Look at this." Of all the cities, mine's the one that still has the most cases of all the, like the boroughs that she's in. I'm like, that's retarded, right? So when you change your VPN, you get the exact same article with Abbotsford, with Calgary, with, you know, oh, with man. Toronto. It's any borough that you're in. If your VPN is registered in, like if you're in that VPN, that's where your phone is, that's where your computer is. It's going to say everything else is so-and-so, but your area is still the worst. And I'm like, it's just yeah. a scam. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, hit your VPN. Change it to anything else and then punch that same article, that identical article. It's like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, it's just bullshit. And so, you know, when I say things like that, like, it's like people are like, no, that's insane. That, that wouldn't be the way it is. I'm like, well, it just is. So I don't, I'm not here to prove it right or wrong because it, it is, it just is like, there's no, yeah. there's nothing that, oh, I get frustrated thinking about it. <laughs> right. And then, I don't know, I guess I'm easily animated, you know, and, I think, I think back to this, like, what's the point? The point is being confident again in yourself and in your message and what you're saying. Um, not even for them, but certainly for yourself. And that, you know, when you are that way, when you are that confident, you, you move on to the next thing. That's how I can pull in everything from star forts to Tartaria to all this stuff can come in and it culminates into the things that I think about. And then I've got my slow yeah. friends who are like, oh, so you just watch YouTube videos and you figure things out? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about YouTube? He goes, well, I suppose it's not on the mainstream media, so it must be on YouTube. I'm like, do you think I'm getting one answer from one place as opposed to a billion different places and I'm forming my own dialect inside my head? Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I have a question for you. Do you drink or smoke or do anything like that? Smoke. Cigarettes or weed or? Weed. So you don't smoke cigarettes? Yeah, I do smoke cigarettes as well, yeah. Oh, okay. Did you ever drink? Um, when I was younger, yeah, in that little 18, 19, 20-year-old phase, for sure. And what made you stop drinking? See, I'm, a, I'm very pro-smoke, and I'm very anti-alcohol. But you used That's to drink. Stance. It is now, but what, what made you stop drinking? It's a good question. It was never a thing for me. Oh, you just drank because it wasn't like a go-to? Yeah, it was like a social event. It definitely wasn't something where I'd come home and drink. I'd never had a affiliation with it like that. Hmm. Yeah. I and know that, you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, put, I, put, I put that in a few episodes. Um, but that, you know, that here's, was... What's that? Here's a question I'd like you to answer. Sure. Because people bring this up to me a lot. I've smoked for, I'd say, 15 years daily. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes. Solid. Solid. Each day. I get up at six in the morning. I work out. I work out when I come home at night. I work eight, nine, ten hours a day. I have done my whole life. So I feel like I do all the opposites of the stereotype of somebody who smokes. So then would you see a problem with that? Do you think I should still remove it? Because that's a common thing that I get told. I'm pretty squeaky clean in life. And that's the one thing where people say, oh, well, you could, you could smoke less. 
You, but you're you're talking about cigarettes. You you hack darts. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about weed. Oh well, fuck. Do whatever you want. Right? I, like okay, so marijuana and cigarettes, and this is just my personal opinion, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we're not uh, we don't have to write any of this shit down. So you, you don't smoke cigarettes. I do, yeah. But I smoke more weed. My my weed is at a level where most people would say that's an addiction. I would imagine. Well, the only thing that's addicting is an idea. Um, and th- that's, that's a huge thing that people have an issue with. I, you know, breaking addiction is easy. Uh, and that's something that's going to trigger a lot of people, but I teach it. I can, you want to break addiction? Let's go. You don't want to break well, addiction? I don't see it as have an addiction. That's the, that's the query. I, I choose to do it. I, I, I choose to. The cigarettes are an addiction. 100%. I can't argue with that. I'm, and I haven't, I haven't. With, with regards to answering your question, I'm not tapping into the weed just yet because uh, the weed is okay. a mindset. The weed is a mindset. I'm going to talk specifically of the cigarettes. When you roll your joints, do you put tobacco in them? Yes. Okay. And you smoke a thousand joints a day, roughly? <laughs> a good three, four, five joints. Okay. I work constantly, so. And you're a taxi driver smoking joints? <laughs> Busting your balls, man. Come on. <laughs> Are you high right now? What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, did I say I was a taxi driver? <laughs> you said you were in sales. <laughs> this fucker's high. And he's not sharing. Um, okay, so cigarettes. Let's talk about cigarettes. How much do you smoke a day? I'd say an average of 10. 10. Why do you smoke them? Boredom. Okay. So Intervals. If you, gaps. If you want to test addiction and what it really means, give up your cigarettes. And don't put tobacco in the, in the joints. Keep smoking the joints, whatever, but don't, I mean, this is just an addiction game. Yeah. I give up the cigarettes because there is a chemical dependency that's inside the cigarettes, not nicotine. Nicotine is, is it's a high, it's a, this is that you might get addicted to the, to the sensation of it. Um, sorry, it, it is nicotine. I'm talking about tobacco itself is not necessarily overly bad for you. Um, yeah. You know, peace pipes have existed for eons. Um, but the additives that go into a pack of cigarettes, fucking formaldehyde, is. The number one cash cow is smoking. That's what the government makes a fortune off. Number two to that is the quitting smoking industry. So no matter what you're doing, they don't want you to be smoke-free. They want you to be smoking or trying to quit. So they tell you it is really, really, really hard to quit smoking. How many times have you heard quitting smoking is harder than quitting heroin? I've seen plenty of adverts, campaigns, and I've seen them. So you believe it. Anyone that smokes cigarettes says, I can't quit because I watch TV and I never put two and two together and it's really a conspiracy theory. So I'm going to put you to the test right now, Jareth. Whatever cigarettes you have left in your pack, have at them. If you've got two packs, have at them. If you've got a carton, go to town. Right? But the minute those cigarettes are gone, buy no more. I'm with it. Right? Now, that... Because cha- I've openly said to myself as well, I can't quit. It's too hard. It's just one of them things. I've got one addiction, Yeah. and it's just the one. I've and got then, one vice. And then you justify it. You're like, blah, blah, blah. Me, me, me. Yeah, little bullshit. bit of a cigarette. Hear it now. Yeah, you sound like a fucking asshole. You sound like them. But... Nobody's ever pushed you, right? Nobody's ever pushed you on your level. And I'm not saying quit smoking because it's bad for you. I'm saying challenge yourself, right? I'm going to show you how fucking easy it is to quit smoking. I'm not even saying quit weed. Have at it. Enjoy, right? But your cigarettes, you're done. You don't need them anymore. 
right? That lie has been perpetuated forever. And just to show you how easy it is to quit smoking, you're going to be like, I really want a cigarette. And you're like, oh, okay, great, right? So you're like, I want it. You're like, meh, all right. As opposed to like, fuck, I'm going to go rush out. I got to do that, 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 that. Because people don't realize that to smoke cigarettes is so much more effort than to not smoke cigarettes. Like you have to go to the store and you have to fucking buy them. And then you have to have a lighter. And then you have to go outside because nobody should smoke cigarettes inside regardless. And if you're at work, you got to wait to have a lunch break. And then you got to think about smoking and how much I really want to have a cigarette and all this sort of stuff and how much it's a reward and cigarettes and thinking about, do I have smokes? Or do I bring my smokes with me? Do I have my smokes? Are there smokes in the car? Can I smoke over here? Can I smoke? It's so true. All man. this fucking bullshit. You're like, smoke, 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 smoke. Right. But the minute you, you finally clack, clack onto every single cigarette you have, every single cigarette that you're smoking, every single cigarette, I'm not talking about marijuana, I'm talking about McDonald cigarettes. These motherfuckers are laughing at you. Every pack that you buy, every smoke that you inhale, they're like, you fucking loser. Ha ha ha. And you're hacking darts, bro. I smoked a pack a day for 20 years and then stopped. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm done with this. So what was that anger towards fuck these people laughing at us? Is that what helped you fight it? Partially. Uh, but honestly it was like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like for me, there was no anger. There was no aggression. There was no nothing. I was just done. And I said to myself, just like I said to you, I said to myself, I had four cigarettes left Four. I said, I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of these cigarettes. Cause I really <laughs> liked smoking. Um, I really liked it. I'm like, this is, this is so every cigarette was like, Oh, oh yeah. It's fucking gross. It's fucking. And, but you think like everybody smokes. If you're right at the pub or wherever you are, there's always a bunch of people smoking, but you realize when you quit smoking that nobody fucking smokes. And it's disgusting how much cigarettes fucking stink. And like, you don't even like, it doesn't even dawn on you. But when you smell somebody who's there's that sweet smell, don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen, if somebody's having a cigarette, if you're smoking a dart and I'm standing next to you, there's that sweet smell that I'm fond of. I'm like, I like that. That's good. But if you go out for a smoke and come back in and sit down next to me, you smell Literally, like you've been licking ashtrays. Yeah, it's true. Right? And so, you really don't notice when you smoke. No, you don't. And But here's the thing. like That's not even a, that's not even a deal breaker. Who the fuck cares what I smoke? Why I smoke? I'm not over there smelling me. I'm fine. Fuck it. Right? The, the, the truth of the matter, though, is this is just, it's a mind game. It's a strength training protocol. The only reason you smoke right now is so that you can overcome smoking and understand that it's a trap. That... Once you, once you break that, once you stop smoking, you're like, and you realize that your addiction, the pains of addiction last for a split second. I.e., I want a cigarette, not going to have one. Not, I want a cigarette, got to find a piece of gum, got to find something to stick in my mouth, got to find this, got to find a piece of gum, like that's a Nicorette gum or a patch or this or that, or I got to, because what you're doing is you're feeding into the addiction still. But the minute you yeah. say, I'm done, I am not going to smoke this fucking cigarette. And then you realize that your body's going to say smoke a cigarette and you're going to say no. Your body's going to say, smoke a cigarette. You're going to say no. And this is going to go on for about 30 times. And then eventually you're just going to be like, fuck it. Like I'm not smoking anymore. And then one day leads to two, leads to three, leads to four, leads to five. And you see all these people still posting things like it's 30 days. I've been smoke free. That person is more than likely going to go back to smoking a cigarette. And I have the same stance on AA. People are like, I've been alcohol free for three and a half years. You know, I personally haven't had a drink in three and a half years. I'm not three and a half years sober. I just stopped drinking. I just yeah. stopped drinking. I didn't, I didn't get sober. I didn't do this, didn't do that. And then you're going to have people say things like, you're different. That's not everybody. You can't say that, right? I, you're going to come at me and tell me I can't say this, but everybody under the sun can say that smoking is the hardest thing to quit. 
that alcohol is a purebred addiction, right? It's, it's mind boggling that everybody wants to be a victim and nobody wants to say I'm done. Yeah. So with regards to your smoking, again, that was long winded, but I guarantee you, and by all means, enjoy those cigarettes. And if you don't even want them anymore, fuck it, throw them out. But don't go out of your way to buy another pack. Just be done with it. Give yourself three days if you want and be like, oh, let's check it out. See what's going on. Smoke a joint. Don't smoke a joint. Well, you'll probably smoke a joint. But fuck nicotine. The joints are going to get a hell of a lot bigger, I think. You think that, but they probably aren't. Because at the same time, I watched you, honestly, as I was having this conversation with you, I watched you staring into your, uh, staring into your eyes there. I just clearly saw you made that switch. You saw that. You made that realization. You're like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> well, usually I'm the person trying to uplift other people with shit I see in them. Not very often do I have somebody that says to me, hey, just do this. What the fuck are you playing at? Yeah. <laughs> That's and, as simple as it can be sometimes. No, it's true. But the thing too is you're, you know, you're, you're growing into the person you're going to be becoming. You mentioned before too that you wanted a podcast. Absolutely, you should have a podcast. You've got a great voice for radio. So do I. I don't have a great face for it, but you could be on TV. Look at you, you sly bastard. <laughs> so, cigarettes, addiction, all that sort of stuff. It's 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 a lie. You've been tricked. Everybody listening to this, if you're smoking cigarettes, you're tricked. You're manipulated into smoking cigarettes. Great. You know, every single thing that you tell yourself is just a story. And I remember the first person that told that to me. I was like. Man, that's offensive. This is my life. It's not a story. He's like, no, it's a story. I'm like, no, man, you don't understand. It's my life. I'm like, fuck me. It is a story. Literally everything's a story. Why do you smoke cigarettes? Well, because it's tough and a fan, 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 a fan. You tell that story long enough, that is your story. If you change your story, that then becomes your story. And it's that simple. Yeah. And it really is like that. You know, when I've started noticing tricks, and it's surprising I've not been able to use it for cigarettes, to be honest, because I use it for everything else. Getting out of bed in the morning. There's a guy I listen to, Goggins. I don't know if you've listened to him, but David he's a super health freaky guy. Yep. And um, I just love his approach. Anything that's uncomfortable, like this for me initially was uncomfortable. It's something that has it stopped me from starting to ever record my voice or anything. So to this morning, I was thinking, why am I even doing this? And I was like, no, no, no. There's something that told me this is a step, an uncomfortable process that you need to go through if you want to do the things you want to do. What do you mean, this it's interview? The same way in the morning, if I want to get up, now I get up at six like a bolt, and it's a beautiful thing, and it gives me so much energy, whereas before I'd hate getting up. I'd stay in bed, set snooze alarm, snooze alarm. I'd stay in bed for two hours fucking around with snooze, whereas that isn't me anymore. That's not a part of my life. I don't think it ever will be again. No, you can't go back to that. Yeah, but you approach it in a fashion of, yeah, let's, uh, it, the more you live in that state of uncomfortability, the more you seem to grow. It's, it's unreal how quick. That's the small bit of pain. Like you said, maybe with a cigarette addiction, it's going to be small pain. And I'm going to fly out of it, which would be nice, I hope. You already are aware that you've made so many changes in your life simply because you're sick of being their bitch. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're sick of playing into the system. Like, you'll play the system, you'll work the system. But when you were younger, it was you against the world. And the world was each individual. And then you realize that you're, it's not you against them. They're on your team. It's you against the string pullers. And then it's like, who the fuck are the string pullers? Then we got to figure that out. We got to find that out. But you, you're still, you know, when we find that we're still a slave to these things. And why I'm not anti-weed, I don't smoke weed, but why I'm not anti-weed is that it's something that grows naturally. If it wasn't meant for us to have, it wouldn't just grow the way it grows. Um, same with mushrooms. Now, alcohol is different. Alcohol is completely 
crafted, fermented. Yeah. It's called spirits. You are ingesting another spirit, right? It's not by accident what they say, these things. Al Cool, the demon of yada, 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 yada. How many times have everybody got shit-faced and like, that wasn't me. That wasn't me that was doing that. And that's the truth. You're fucking possessed. That's what alcohol, alcohol is flat out poison. And people say to me, oh, you don't drink? I'm like, well, if you start drinking cyanide, maybe I'll drink. But that's, that's also what cigarettes are. You look at the label of cigarettes, like, well, cyanide, it's this, it's that. Why the fuck? Why do I need to consume formaldehyde? You know, what the fuck is that all about? So, yeah. So with regards to smoking, you'll be fine. Like you won't even. I think a few people might quit today after hearing this. Well, you know, I, I've had a few people message me and say, I've heard you talk about quitting, right? Because I run a program to help people quit most addictions too. And it's just a matter of getting inside your head and flicking that switch. So yeah. And you'll get these emails and people will be like, I'm so thankful for your show. And, and a lot of Facebook messages or not Facebook, but Instagram messages uh, that do the same thing. And I laugh because our Instagram too, I've put a poll up a few times. I'm like, do you guys know that we have a podcast? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I've never really been one to advertise or cross promote. Like I just kind of like to have fun and let the words speak for themselves, which is why my podcast is a little bit different than my Instagram. My Instagram is very motivational and think for yourself. So was my yeah. podcast, but my podcast is definitely more cuss words, aggression, definitely got more of my personality into it. Um, but it's so easy because I'm not trying to be anyone. The success that came from the Mental Mastery Alliance came from consistency and consistency alone. The minute you decide you want to record, start recording. And when you and I get off the air here, I can certainly talk you through all the steps you need to just fucking get it done. It's, yeah, I appreciate that. it's bingo bango, Bob's your uncle. Um, with regards to the Instagram, if you want to build that up, it's pretty easy too. You just have to have a decent message and you just have to be consistent. You know, the, the use of hashtags is helpful, you know, but if you want to have that and it's, you know, at the same time, it's, that's how it started for me. I wanted to have big numbers, but then it just became, I want to post, right? Yeah. And the more I wanted to post, the, the more my numbers grew. It was less about having something and more about doing something. Uh, and that's, that's what it's got to for me. It's not, there's no monetary interest. It's more about, I just want to voice how I feel. Sometimes I have a thought and I think, fuck, I'd love to hash this out with somebody and just have a great conversation about it and explore the different areas. That's what it's for me. Yeah. Yeah. You get that. You definitely get that. And the neat thing too, is you get people reaching out to you being like, Hey, I'll be on the show or Hey, like you and I connected through a friend, a mutual friend, right. Yeah. Which gave you the opportunity to, um, to do this, to hash out and, and for me to meet you and for us to wear the exact same hat, which is totally ironic. Right. But you can't ignore synchronicities. It can't be. No. And then I've shared a few of your things before, not even realizing it's linked to the podcast. I've had one person in England message me recently and like, Oh, that's amazing. And they started following your page. I looked the other day, there's four of my people in England following you in the States because I'm here in Germany. It's mad. It's crazy how it works. It is. And, 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 you know, like I, again, I don't know where my German numbers come from, but I'm, it's, this is a really popular show in Germany. And again, I thank you all for that. I thank all of you everywhere for listening to this because I mean, I am speaking and for the most part, it's just me speaking into a microphone. Uh, occasionally, well, not occasionally, but you know, we, I do get interactive emails and I'm really thankful for that. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've got something to say for sure, hit us up info at the mental mastery Alliance, um, dot com. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's fantastic. And we do our best because there's a few people that monitor the Instagram page now for messages. And we do our best to, to connect with anybody that has a question, right? Wherein before it was all about how do we charge money for this? Now it's yeah. like, you know, we've made the money, the money's been made and it's been invested and there's a nice stream of steady things. 
There are things that people can pay for. There are things, but for the most part, we just give it away. Unless somebody wants a copious amount of our time, then we work something out, you know? And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in coaching, by all means, reach out to us. See if there's somebody that we can connect you with. Somebody on our team that wants to work with you or that you want to work with. There's a, an amplitude of coaches waiting to, you know, to, to talk to you, to give you, you know, a free session, whatever, somebody to talk to somebody to, to work with, to get your business going, to get this, that, everything. We have the gamut, you know, again, info at the mental mastery Alliance, reach out. I'm running an ad right now. That was it. That's probably the first second ad that I've run and I've mouthed it out loud for everyone to listen to, you know, out of 132 episodes, that's probably the fourth time I've done that. And if you guys want it, take advantage. If you don't want it, don't worry about it. I'm not going to push it. It's not, there's no aggression. It's just have a good time. Yeah. I might not be here tomorrow. <laughs> they might shut us down. So I hope you had a good time today. You know, it's, and it's hilarious because like I said, if I do get shut down, I'll be back within two weeks somewhere else. Version 2.0. Uh, and it's great. The world is out here working with us. And the minute you start seeing that and realizing that, you can start again, amplifying your own skills and your own abilities. It sounds like I'm in a wrap up now and I've had you for an hour and 23 minutes. I know it's late over there. You've, been. You've, you've probably got some places to be. Um, got dinner to cook actually. Yeah. So I don't want to keep put you. you before food, Adam. That's a, that's a big, that's a big deal. Hey now, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to this? There's lots, but this has served the purpose. It's been, it's been good, man. We've covered a few things. Well, of course there's lots. We, you know, we could go for hours and hours and hours, but we're going to save that for another episode. That's it. I hope so. I'm going to go away now and tackle the cigarettes. There you go. I'm keep this, and this image you just gave me of these people laughing at me while I'm smoking. So. That's right, for sure. So then, ladies and gentlemen, the Laughing Hatter and in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.